So that, yeah, this is the App Guy Podcast Mastermind. Uh, myself, uh, Paul Kemp from the App Guy Podcast, and Heath Armstrong. Uh, lots of things, but I guess artsy now is what you want to be known for. Just going crazy, man. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, the so entrepreneur now. Yeah. How are you? Uh, how are you hanging in there? First of all, it's um, it's been a couple of weeks, and uh, you've gone a little bit quiet on uh, Twitter. So I'm thinking that you're quite busy with work. Uh, yeah, I've been all over the place. I just had two weeks where I was traveling a whole lot, and I'm glad to have that behind me now because i got to get back in the groove of things and get a little crazy, man. Yeah, get a little funky. Huh? Are, you, yeah. uh, are you enjoying it, is it um, or is it getting a little bit too much for you? No, I'm actually dialing it down so that it's not it's not near the hassle or – as much work as it was when I first started, I'm just kind of, uh, getting, getting in the groove of things, man. So it's, I'm getting a lot more time freed up now and I'm able to go back to class again and do these, uh, iOS tutorials and things like that. And if I can get the VAs going like I want, I should have even more time cleared up. So it's actually getting a lot better. Yeah. Is there anything I could do to help you with the VAs? Have you, uh, have you appointed someone yet? I'm talking to two of them right now. One to actually compile, uh, to listen through my episodes and get all the information I need for my show notes, put it in a list and send it to me. And another one to actually upload that stuff and create the website post pages for me. Uh, both things that I can do myself, but it's just it's busy work that kind of gets in the way. I'd rather be able to if I could get somebody else to do it, it would help me out a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, anything that's repeatable, uh, it could be handed off effectively and, uh, it frees you up to, to do the one thing that you can't outsource, which is the, I guess the interviews and then, uh, getting, yeah, and get some of work. these app projects done that I'm trying to work on and these website projects that I'm trying to work on. The only issue I can see, uh, I'm going to test out the VAs, but, uh, you know, uploading all that to to uh, the website, I do it in kind of a crazy way, and there's a lot of short coding, and I don't just copy and paste, you know, with the what you see, what you get editor like a lot of people do in WordPress. So it might be a little bit difficult to train somebody to do it exactly like I do, but hopefully I'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, uh, it's obviously it takes a little bit of time to uh, train these people up. I use Google Docs quite heavily. Uh, I and just take captures of you know my screen and uh, just write literally very detailed instructions. I used to do video casts for the outsourcers, uh, but they didn't like that. They'd prefer, uh, because, I think, because of bandwidth issues in India and Pakistan. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, they prefer these Google Docs and. Uh, Yes, I've created a lot of different uh, sort of instructions. And, uh, you take a lot of screenshots and just kind of make it as straightforward as possible. Yeah, and, and then the other thing I, I prefer to do now is to uh, ask the outsourcer to just quickly Skype me every morning that she starts working. And uh, I want to have a quick look uh, at the quality of her work and just make sure that the uh, you know everything's correct. And, uh, and I've, I started doing that, and then you to trust them a lot more and you you sort of you get the morning skype message and just say yeah go ahead you know send out the emails do what you need to do and you, you just build up this trust but the, the early days 
there's a lot of hand holding, uh, but it does <laughs> does actually help out in the end. Yeah, ho- hopefully we'll get I'll get going and test it out a little bit, and eventually within you know a couple of weeks or a month or whatever it may be, it'll start sailing smooth with them. Yeah. So, are you getting paid work come through uh, for website building or app building? Yeah, I've got two website jobs that I'm going to start on this week since I was out of the pocket for a while there. Uh, so that's good. Apps, nothing yet. I'm I'm still trying to teach myself the ins and outs of doing that. I did I did purchase a there's a course. It's the complete guide to iOS eight with Swifty, and it comes out and whenever they release iOS eight and it's supposed to be I don't I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He's all over Udemy and I think it's the founder of bitfountain.io. All right. His name is John. Uh, he's got this complete iOS seven tutorial I've been doing. And it's amazing, man. It takes you from just the the first basics and it's about a three month, four month course. You do it on your own time. And when you get through the end of it, you've made 14 apps. And the last one, I think, is very similar to Tinder. So it, it's it's pretty cool. So I pre-ordered the iOS 8 one, and they gave me the iOS 7 one for free. They sell the course for $500, but they had a sale the other day for like $59.99. So I grabbed it. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. So you're doing a course now for iOS 8 and Swift. Yeah, whenever the Swift, whenever that one comes out, it's not out yet. I pre-ordered it, but I'm I'm working on the iOS seven one right now, and it's helping a whole lot. Plus, I go to the the school here locally. I know you interviewed Brian Rainey, who was on uh, the App Guy podcast, and he's one of the founders of that school, which oh, okay. is awesome. Inc. It's pretty amazing, but yeah, I think eventually, if I can get through this course in the four months that I want, I'll be able to put myself in a position where I can start doing apps. Uh, for money and things like that so that's my goal yeah so you know i get i get some opportunities come through i had one uh, come through a couple of days ago and it's ironic you know you put me in touch with uh, hal elrod and yeah uh, he was mentioning his favorite app is this app called uh, five minute journal and um, i'd never heard of it before but uh, he uses it quite a lot and uh, as we were speaking the owner of that app uh, came through to me and wanted my help and so yeah he wants my help to uh, debug uh, the app <laughs> uh, and it's just you know it's like a, a huge coincidence and, you know that's uh, funny i've i've talked to that guy because it is a very buggy app and i i've tried to use it and it it won't there's a couple major bugs where you save something to a particular date and then it doesn't show up on that date or in the calendar and, and sometimes they're gone or sometimes it gets put into another date that's not correct uh, and he's highly endorsed this app so I mean I'm sure they're getting a bunch of traffic to it yeah so and, he, he actually wants someone to build him an app as well uh, Hal uh, he said that he would quite happily work alongside somebody uh, there'd, there'd be no initial money changing hands you'd have to take some I guess a leap of faith that you could sell the app or uh, monetize it some way but uh, he was saying that there's a guy that did this exact same type of joint venture with the audiobook, and uh, he's making about $1,000 a month on sales through the audiobook. And so he wants to do the same thing with an app because uh, he did have an app. This is Hal. And 
it uh, just, I guess, uh, it went down for some reason. He, he, he didn't continue with it. Um, huh. Yeah, so if you could build an app, you could almost like do a partnership with him. He gets you the sales and then you monetize it somehow, either selling it directly in the app store and uh, maybe even build. Well, he's got a huge market. If somebody jumps on that, I mean, he's he's got the market. It wouldn't be the stupidest thing oh, in the world. To actually, do. I wonder if you could build an app for him. I've done a lot of apps before with just the audio, and and then have chapters of the audio within the app. I have to think about that. I'm I sure. Could... Is he wanting the app for like his podcast or or what? I think it was more for a. a um, a follow-up coaching and uh, yeah. yeah just to kind of be a little bit more interactive than just the book he likes the idea of an app that would give uh, some notifications and uh, just keep people on course for completing the guidance that he does with the book um, but i mean he, he'd probably take any idea so he's got he, he has a, mentioned a few times when he talks about his eating habits and the power of you know what you eat and how it can make you feel for the rest of your day. Yeah. And he talks about how he recommends people to actually time about 45 minutes after they eat and write down how they feel according to what they eat. So I always had the idea of making an app similar to the 5-Minute Journal, and I thought about getting in touch with them, but I haven't done anything yet, where you actually log what you eat and then 45 minutes later, it just pings you with a little timer that says, oh, yeah. hey, how do you feel? And you write down how you feel, and you can go back through and see all these different things you've eaten and how you feel based on what you've eaten. And then you can obviously build on that from there, but I think that's a pretty cool idea. And I, I know I mentioned that to Hal last time I talked to him, and he was pretty interested in that too. So. Yeah, that sounds an awesome idea. Uh, absolutely. Uh, do, so have you used the 5-Minute Journal app? Yes, I've been using it for about three months. Oh, really? Okay. So you're a big user of it then. And um, what are the bugs specifically then? Do you, would you be able to tell me what the, the main issues they've are? Gotten, they've gotten a lot better recently, but I think the main one uh, is it doesn't save. A lot of stuff doesn't save. You put it in, and, and if it does save, it'll save to the wrong day. And, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at the app or not, but basically it gives you a questionnaire at the beginning of the day and then at the end of the day. And when you fill that little questionnaire out, it enters it into that calendar date. You have one for the morning and one for the evening. And to my experience, when you save something, it doesn't always save to the day that you're on. You know, it might go back and put it a week before, or it might go, you know, nowhere. And so there's some problems there. And then another problem is it, it gives you that ping notification to fill it out, even if you've already done it. Oh, okay. So there's a, there's a little bit of an issue there. but Yeah, someone uh, said as well, I've read the reviews, that when you're in uh, a lock screen and you open up the notification, it crashes the app. I think. Yeah, that's true too. I've noticed that as well. Right, okay. So that's sort of significant. I mean, he was asking uh, whether it can be fixed or whether he needs to just start again. Uh, but, I mean, if you've downloaded it, I, I guess you downloaded it because you know how. So uh, if he's promoting it, it must be a, a pretty popular app, I should think. He mentions it on his podcast. He, he put it in his revised version of The Miracle Morning, which has sold over 35,000 copies, Paul. So people are going to see this. 
no matter what you work right. on. It's a pretty good opportunity there. Yeah, and it came from two different sources, you see. I mean, it actually was originally from um, a guest. I mean, this is the power of podcasting because you get, you know, to expand your network. And the guy that I interviewed, a really lovely guy called Andreas Cabanas, he uh, recommended that the owner get in touch with me. And uh, it just by coincidence happened to be on the same day that I was talking with Hal and, and he was one of his big recommended apps. So. What what's the owner's name of the five minute journal? Uh, OJ OJ, uh, that's all I know at this stage. I think it's. Uh, hang on a minute. I've, Is oh. he in the United States? Yes. Uh, sorry, I'd better just check because um, it's uh, an unusual name. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's anything I can really start on right now. I, I have some pretty cool app ideas that are a little more simple that I want to kickstart my stuff with. And I'm excited to get working on those. I don't think I'd be sorry. Ready to UJ, it's UJ. UJ, as is gotcha. basically his first name. That's weird. I've never heard that name. Yeah, UJ Ramdas. Uh, and if he's listening, UJ, welcome. It's a lovely name. <laughs> what does it stand for? <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, the 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 app is is nice, and I was. I actually thought about getting in contact with with that guy, uh, UJ, to see kind of the foundation of what he's built that journal. Because I would I would like to lay out that kind of food journal the same way, uh, where it just pings you and you know when you eat, or you can get on there when you eat, regardless, and type in what you eat, and then obviously 45 minutes later it gives you another notification, and you can put how you feel on there. Yeah, I mean I could uh, I'll obviously put you in touch there with him. And he's entrusted me with the code, so I can't, I have to be very cautious about what I do with it. Uh, but uh, I can certainly put you in touch with him. And uh, you know, So you're going to send it out on your next email list? <laughs> yeah, what the, the code, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I did actually say, uh, UJ, you know, um, he, he just sent me the code and I said uh, that I'd, I'd take good care of it. And uh, he, he said, I trust you with it. So, uh, you know, if he sees a lot of... Um, copycat <laughs> apps coming out <laughs> he knows uh, he knows that didn't work and given that we're speaking He's gonna on gonna get you <laughs> yeah. yeah um so that was good and there's a few couple of things i wanted to mention to you and what i wanted to talk about but uh, have you got any other things you wanted to bring up uh, since our last call i was going to ask you if you tried to use the alphonic for uh, actual editing and boosting your your podcast yet if you tried that yeah. out you know, Heath, I've, I'm a man of habits and unfortunately I've just kept with the habit of how I do the podcasting and I haven't yet used Orphonic for uh, the the podcasts. Uh, I find that at the moment nobody's complained about the quality of the podcast and it's come from, you know, the fact that I've got here the Blue Yeti and it's a really good microphone and so I, I tend to uh, just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'm obviously using it heavily for recording uh, from my iPhone to send personal messages, and that, that's been fantastic. But yeah, that I mean that's completely understandable. We the main I think the main amount of time that it saved me is just when I hit that that button and it adds all the meta tagging and uploads it to SoundCloud, to YouTube, and my Libsyn account all at once with all the descriptions and everything. Yeah, and that saves me about an hour per episode. It seems like, and then not to mention right. It, it does auto level it for me too, so it's it's 
been pretty amazing as far as opening up time for me. So I think it's pretty significant. Did, did you overcome that problem that you said that there was some issue with the quality of the uh, audio on one or two of the episodes? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I ran it through the, the service through their website instead of using the desktop version and everything is fine which is okay because the desktop or the, the website version is where you actually have to use it if you want to upload it to all the different uh, you know, services like Libsyn and things like that. Right. So it's, it's turned out to be pretty amazing. So I went ahead and bought uh, a year worth, and I'm going to be using that. A, a year I, worth? Yeah, I just oh, bought Oh, like an annual subscription? Months. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like 11 bucks a month. I just prepaid the whole year. Uh, do you, don't you get a limited number of hours for that 11 bucks? Yeah, it's like, uh, I'd have to look and oh, see. Okay. It's enough to cover what I'm doing, though. You know, you've got a lot more episodes going out per week than I do. I think I've got, I think I signed up for 90 minutes or uh, 90 hours per month or something. Well, 90 hours? Uh... Not hours. Yeah, mean? so I've got nine hours, uh, nine hours, uh, nine, 11 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so yeah, if you sign up $11 a month and uh, then you get nine hours of uh, or, or, or nine hours of processing uh, for free. Yeah, and the, and the guy who has created this, he's the most unbelievable uh, customer service. Like, I, I can send him a question and he answers me within like 10 minutes every time. Wow. I mean, and he's okay. willing to do anything to help. So it's it's pretty amazing. I, I've had a lot of good experience with them. So that's been a lot of fun. And then I need to check out that Twitter analytics you were talking about as well to see really what uh, targets uh, are hitting. You know, what you post, who's seeing it, and all. Yeah, that good I'm stuff. actually just going into analytics. Haven't looked at it for about a week uh, because it, it was a little bit depressing, to be fair. Uh, you know, you're getting what you think is a, a lot of traction and i've been posting the fact that you know my mention reach has gone up to eighty-five thousand a month and my retweet reach has got up to eighty-five thousand, which i'm really thrilled about then you look at the who is actually engaging with those tweets and it, it just it's not particularly uh you know brilliant uh, so yeah i know it's a little depressing everything i read about about twitter twitter isn't quite as powerful as you might think um yeah not very many not a high percentage sees what you put out there, but it's still a slow, steady growth, you know? Yeah, actually, I mean, looking through my stats here, so um, I've had some really interesting engagement levels with a guy that uh, I would have not expected, a guy called um, uh, Klanik, Mike Klanik, and he's the founder of uh, Gripo, uh, which is a, an app that helps you uh, complain. And I can see that that's actually one of uh, a really good. Um, uh, so, so it's got 882 impressions. That basically means 882 people have actually seen it or glanced through it, you know, on their phone or their desktop. And of that, 41 mm. have actually engaged with that um, message. And I knew there was some stuff going on there because I could see people favoriting it and retweeting it. And uh, I had quite a few followers as a result of that one. Uh, so what I'm using this analytics for is that I, I go through this at the end of the week and I'm, I'm actually going to um, probably retweet some of the ones that have been most popular and uh, just focus on those ones. Yeah, I'm looking at mine right now and it's 
it's pretty interesting. I just implemented it a couple of days ago, so there's not much stats yet, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good, lot. Good the impressions are, are way less than you would think, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, this guy's got thousands of followers. I've got 3,000 followers, and yet we're, we're down to 882 impressions. So, I wonder what happens if you promote something. I wonder how, how much that helps. Well, I found it quite expensive to promote on Twitter. and Is it? Uh, yeah, the, you only pay if someone actually clicks the original promotion, not if uh, that 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 uh, that tweet gets retweeted or engaged or, you know, like favorited. But I, I found it quite an expensive way. Of, uh, although I, I've been playing around with Facebook ads and I found that Facebook ads, I've managed to get down to 33 pence, which is about 50 cents per email lead captured through the giveaway software so uh, I, I was actually going to try and do that a lot more uh, with Facebook and I've been listening to a few um, episodes of this podcast called Conversion Cast and uh, on there there was a lady um, called Valerie Schumann and uh, I think she was uh, working at Google on the um, the pay-per-click stuff and and she's now a Facebook a a expert and she was like giving me some really good tips on this podcast on, on how to use Facebook. So I'm going to implement some of that stuff, I think, to try and uh, grow my audience. And uh, how, How's that giveaway stuff been going since the last time I talked to you? Yeah, so um, it's all ended. And um, I ended up capturing a, a staggering. So, you know, here we are talking to Josh. He's got 160,000 emails. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I, and I think I have now captured 238, I think it was. Uh, let me just get the exact number for you. So, I mean, I'll tell you what, what needs to happen. I mean, I've learned a lot, obviously, through the, the giveaway itself. But what I think uh, needs to happen is that it needs to be a really big kickstart um, for any campaign. Otherwise, it doesn't go, it doesn't not, doesn't go viral. But what I've, um, what I've enjoyed is the fact that my first giveaway... Uh, a lot of people unsubscribed when I started sending out the emails through MailChimp. And on mm -hmm. this occasion, uh, that, that I've only had one or two unsubscribes from the initial email. So I'm retaining a lot of the uh, the people that actually sign up. Uh, what did you do differently the second time? I, um, I announced the winner and the details of the winner, and then I suggested that they, uh, I'll be putting out another email with an interview with the winner. So the winner is this guy who's absolutely over the uh. moon. Uh, he's a Brazilian. I've got an interview with him on Sunday, and uh, he he ended up promoting, like he's a super promoter for me. He um, I think he ended up getting about 80 entries into the contest, or around about that, because he was just literally promoting it and getting people to sign up. And uh, he ended up winning. So he, he was quite a justified. And I ended up doing a live draw as well, which I thought was quite interesting. I was in my car and I did, yep. did, I did a live draw. And uh, I did that on Google Hangout and recorded that and sent that with, I'll tell you what, I sent that within the email. That's what I did differently this time. I recorded the live draw um, through Google Hangout, screen share. And then I... Uh, I I sent that as an embed in MailChimp. So 
So when you're driving around, you know, doing some podcasting, video, doing giveaways, just cruising down the road, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I was in a car park and this uh, this car park attendant come up to me and was like really suspiciously looking at me because I'd had, you know, I had all the gear. And he's like, what are you doing? Uh, it's really funny. There's big headphones on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a, I'm starting to work on trying to build my email list. I haven't really put any effort into that yet, but now that okay. I've got the the site up and running, I'm going to start doing that soon. So I, I really do need to kick myself in the ass and start one of these giveaways. Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword because I back in 2009, I, I went and paid $3,000 to join a, um, a crash course on how to build your email list. And it's from a guy who made a lot of money, uh, Matt Basak. Uh, one of the, um, you know, the internet gurus kind of thing. And I, I built an email audience of about 20,000, but I, I didn't monetize it. And I just, it became unmanageable and it was really frustrating. Now it's a lot easier now uh, with the tools that we have, but I've found that I've been wasting, a, you know, a lot of time with um, trying to write email because obviously podcasting, it's just, you crack them out. You can, you, I can crank five out a week you know I've been doing that now for several months so I can get a lot of content out there in podcast land but as when it comes to writing the content for emails and sending out emails and uh, sending that to a list it's just a lot more time consuming so um, I'm just going to see how it goes and uh, and whether it's it's worth continuing to do um, one thing I'm really I wanted to talk about because I think this will be quite helpful is I'm using a new service called getdrip.com. Have you heard of uh, getdrip.com? No, I have not. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen with you now and uh, I'll show you the back end. Sorry to anyone listening to this uh, as a podcast, but we're going to end up. Um... So let's see if I can get onto it. What it's really interesting. It's an interesting service. So I, I stumbled across this from again this uh, podcast called Conversion Cast, and uh, sorry, I'm trying to multitask here. Uh, what it what it basically Drip. does? Yeah, I'll get the. I should have actually had this open before I started sharing my screen. Get through it. So it's a lead builder. It's well that. that I tell you what, I'll stop sharing my screen. I'll just explain it, and then you can have a look at. I've it. got the website pulled up, so look yeah. At it. So the way this works is that it puts a little a little toaster bar at the bottom of your website with an arrow, and it has the headline. You know, so I've um, put a headline of uh, how, how to launch an app, email course, and uh, and what this guy found is he put this on one of his websites. The, this is the founder of this company, GetRip. And uh, he increased his opt-in rate by 33%. Uh, the rate, the way you're doing that is most of the traffic coming to your website is going to leave and never come back. And so it does make sense to try and capture some of the, you know, the, the emails of people landing on your website. Uh, and people are encouraged to opt into a course and what they'll do is they'll get dripped um, five emails over the course of a week that are purely educational and uh, tutorials. Mm -hmm. 
And at the end of that course, then you can throw in, well, uh, if you need some additional coaching or if you, you know, whatever they're, you're trying to sell. So I'm going to try and uh, actually attract some coaching clients uh, through this process. And uh, it's just much easier to convert cold traffic by putting them through this funnel than, um, you know, than trying to just sell them straight up from the, the website. So I'll send you a link. After so have you developed your five? Have no. you developed your five courses? I'm going to work on that yeah. today. And what I was thinking of doing is uh, I've got yeah, 145 episodes of the App Guide podcast. And some of those episodes are really like educational. And I was thinking of taking snippets of these, uh, some of the best episodes and just talking through the points that they, they bring up and then suggestions to to the listener, to the, to the, you know, the student, uh, what they should be doing, uh, based on the, the advice that this guest is giving and then, uh, bring in, you know, snippets of the show and then just put that whole thing together and do an audio course so that the audio course will go out via email, but it will be, uh, embedded within the email, uh, so that they just play the audio. Um, I find that probably is going to be easier than writing a load of copy. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, no, I think that's a good idea, actually. It's more engaging, too. Yeah, and in fact, I'm thinking that for my email list, I might even just uh, every every week uh, record some thoughts and put that into the email rather than try and write uh, a newsletter, which is going to just take up too much time, I think. Yeah, I need to grow my traffic for my, my podcast and the website a little more. I've, I've actually installed a a bar similar to what you're talking about. It's actually a free bar. It doesn't set up any email courses, but it's basically just an opt-in. And it's another from uh, King Sumo. Oh, yeah. It's called It's called the... They just came out with it. I think it's called the Smart Bar. Uh, have you checked that out at all? No, I haven't. No, tell me about it. Well, you know how they have the list builder and you can use their pop-ups. Have you installed Sumo Me ever? No, I haven't, no. Well, it's a pretty popular free service for uh, engaging opt-ins and I love the way everything's laid out it's so simple but they got this smart bar now and it literally if, if you were to go to artsynow.com you would see it it's a it's a bar you okay, can I'm pop doing up it. I'm doing artsynow.com is that on the home page is it yeah it'll put, it'll show up on any page and then once somebody uh, opts in or hits the x button either or it'll go away um, but it's just a solid black bar at the top Oh and yeah, okay. I haven't really, haven't really figured out the message or the, you know, the capture of my guests yet. I need to make an ebook or something. Yeah, well, um, just be careful about that. I mean, my initial reaction is I've got a black bar on my website and uh, no, no one's really clicking it. You know, I got you know I've got Crazy Egg, the um, I'm doing yeah, a free got- trial. Yeah, I'm using Crazy Egg as well. Yeah, okay. So I can tell you that according to my Crazy Egg, nobody is clicking on the top bar for me. And I've got a a, a banner up there that says, uh, it used to be a, a link to the webinar. And I think now it's probably, let's just have a quick look. Uh, the app guy. Now I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a link to my coaching, and no one, no one is clicking that. So I don't think you'll see a lot of. I don't think it's worth a lot of time putting that 
Oh, I don't know. It depends. I mean, I, this is just my observation. Do you think it's just because of the color? Maybe. Maybe it's the color, black. Uh, and yours has got some black in, hasn't it? So. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... <clears throat> it just came out with this, and I was reading about how much it was converting. Yeah. <laughs> you, be careful, because, you know, AppSumo, I was listening to the, one of the marketers from AppSumo. Uh, I mean, the guy is phenomenally good. He's a copywriter that works for Noah, Noah Kagan. And mm -hmm. uh, they had a, an email list of 50,000, and they grew that 50,000 list to 750,000 within, a few, I think, oh, maybe a year or something. And it was all through the copy. Oh, a, a lot of it's through the copy. So they've got a list of 750,000. So, of course, anything they do, they could just throw out an e one email, and they've got this engaged following that's going to take whatever they, they're offering. And so it's, it's kind of hard, I think, to test that, you know, compared to... Uh, me when I, I've only got two and a half thousand so uh, you know visits to my website yeah so. I, I mean it's not like I had anything to lose throwing it up there and trying it out though it's not like it cost any money or anything so I'm just seeing I've only had it up for a couple of days gotten a couple opt-ins on it which oh is really oh, okay before I really didn't have any so uh, right. Well, uh, I really haven't had very much traffic to the site in general. So when when I do get traffic, if I even get you know ten percent engaging with it, it's still worth it to have it up there for me. I think I'm going to have it disappear as you scroll down, though. It kind of sticks up there for now. But well, this other one, uh, it does cost forty nine dollars a month, and I'm not sure if I'm going to pay for it. It'll depend. But uh, I'll show you how it works. Um, I'll just share this screen here. Uh, I've only just literally, as just before I came on to you, I uh, managed to get it working. It was really, really easy to get it working. Just a paste of uh, some JavaScript into the uh, header, and uh, it works beautifully. So let me just share this screen. Where are you? Where are you? Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited. I think this would be quite good. So here we are. <clears throat> so you can see... Uh, can you see the bottom right-hand side of the screen? It says, get downloads for your app, an email crash course. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. noticed that when I was so on your website last that, time. That would actually be uh, on every page. And uh, it's not intrusive. So it's not blocking out the content. It's just, you know, an attractive little toaster thing here. And then when you pop that up, you, you get this pop-up here. And uh, then you put in your email. And then uh, I will capture that and uh, then send uh, through five emails uh, every day uh, with the audio mess, you know, the audio um, training. And then at the end of that, I've obviously then built a little bit more connection with the end user. And then I could hopefully stand more chance to to sell them stuff. So I'll see how it goes. I mean, it yeah, I mean, I think it's good. nice and clean. I, I think there's a lot a lot to uh, I think there's a lot of value there for entering your email address so I hope hopefully it'll work out for you I'd be interested to see how it turns out yeah I feel that I mean have you thought about ways to monetize your website yeah I need to get traffic going first so yeah yeah because I guess you get you'd get a lot of uh, independent creatives coming to your your website so yeah my, my audience isn't the most you know because they're creatives and they're kind of in the thick of what they're trying to do 
most of them aren't app developers or web developers that are looking for things like that. It, these these people literally are making music or making artwork, and so it's a little bit harder to engage with them as far as trying to uh, offer them some sort of value that's not, I mean, that is directly related to what they're doing. But it, I'll tell you what, it's a lot of fun. These people are super interesting. Yeah. So before we and say so goodbye, you've got to tell me, what, what's your fan base like? How, what sort of um, direct messages or emails are you getting from fans? I get a couple every once in a while, and, and they are they're very interesting. I have some people that want to be on the show, uh, some that are actually creating sort of organizations similar to the foundation I'm trying to create, but not podcast-geared, obviously, and they want to collaborate, which is pretty cool. I've had a few phone calls from people doing things, traveling all around uh, the United States, uh, doing speeches and things like that that have found it and have listened to it and given me input. A lot of people love the introductions and the energy. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm still up there in like the top 50 on the iTunes new and noteworthy. Been there for like six weeks now, I think. Four oh, that's or five great. weeks maybe. That's great. I wonder, wonder uh, how you ended up getting so high up on the new and noteworthy. Uh, do you think it's downloads or reviews that got you up there? To be honest, the, the download numbers aren't huge. You know, I'm getting, I'm somewhere around like maybe 200 downloads per episode average. So that's not that high. Uh, and I've got about 24 reviews. They're pretty immediate. Really. So it's probably more. It's probably more the reviews then, I should think. I don't know about. It could be that, and they check out your website, and it could just be a decision that somebody at iTunes is making. For all we know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, my it, it's it's it, it juggles back and forth between you know somewhere around a hundred, and it's it's been as close as like twenty before on the top one hundred, and every day it changes. It just I don't know why it flops back and forth, but it does. But I mean, I'm up there ahead of Nathan Barry, and I saw John uh, quote one go up there to number one for a day, and now he's dropped back out completely. <laughs> but mine has stayed up there steadily. Oh, great. So you, you've beat John Lee Dumas, have you, on his quote one? It, it's, it's just kind of, I'm sure he's got a hell of a lot more traffic, though, which that's what it's, I'm trying to make sense of all of it, you know what I mean? Mm. But it is pretty cool to be up there and to get the audience uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I've got so many more episodes coming out. And I'm getting in the groove of everything, and I can't wait to start getting some apps out, to be honest. So is there anything else I could do to help you at this stage, do you think? Is, um, is, there, is there anything else you need need from me? Right now, I'm still just trying to pan this stuff out, man, to be honest. I don't think so. I, I do need to figure out a, a, a good thing to give away. I've, I've been struggling with that a little bit. I would like to get my email list going a little bit more. The more people you have on your email list, possibly the more you'll get some shares and the more downloads you'll get. And uh, now that I've got some content, I've got quite a few episodes up, I'll be able to start working on the website a lot more. 
Oh, that was what I was going to mention to you. There's, um, I'm trying to remember the name. There's, I was trying to interview the founder of this company. Uh, he blew me out a couple of times. So I've given up. And literally, he scheduled it in, and then I got up. I think it was Saturday morning at five thirty. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, I couldn't be bothered. I was too tired." <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh, forget that." Oh gosh. Um, uh, it very rarely happens, but uh, this guy. Uh, wow, what was his? Uh, he he's. Uh, I'll try and remember the um, uh, the service. He's created this thing, I I think, and I'm going to actually explore it today. Uh, he's created the ability to transcribe automatically your podcasts. Now, what I noticed is that uh, one of my guests, out of my 140 odd episodes, one of my guests ended up ended up doing his own transcription of the interview. And that has got more Google traffic than any other episode. So I'm guessing it's ranking really well in Google because uh, all the keywords and all the stuff is like, you know, put down uh, on a blog. Huh. Uh, So, oh yeah, that's it, referrals. I was getting more referrals from him than most other episodes. And, And it is because he's transcribed the episode and put it on his blog. So I was thinking I need to transcribe all my episodes. Now I don't want to do that because uh, each episode is going to cost, I don't know, forty, fifty dollars maybe to transcribe. So it gets oh, quite wow. expensive, um, and that's just you know some bod doing it two hours, two dollars an hour in India maybe uh, with a not very good job. But I do need to get. I mean, someone. what's yeah? Go for it. What goes into the transcribing? Uh, well. Okay, so my guest, uh, Ryan Battles, he's the one that uh, did his transcribing and uh, he got a professional transcriber um, to do his episode. I think he may even pay $200 for it. Uh, what goes, goes into it? People have to, well, someone has to listen to it, then transcribe it to uh, to uh, Word or, you know, like, a, oh, here we are, Fanscribed, I think it's called. You're talking about actually creating a text version. Oh, is that it? Maybe not. Uh, I'll try and remember it. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, I'll uh, dig that out. I mean, I'm looking at Scribe.com right now, which is a kind of tell me a little bit about it. But I've often thought about you know what would happen if you actually had somebody transcribe the entire episode onto a, you know a note that you could read, and all the keywords that it would put out into the search engines if you did that but how much of a pain in the ass it would be, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, you'll notice that my show notes are pretty weak. You know, I, I don't spend a lot of time on my show notes, just some links back to the guests. And and that is because it's just so uh, lengthy, you know, just so time consuming. And yeah, uh, but I know I need to do a better job of that because if I want to get Google traffic, which... Uh, 50 well 50 to 80 percent of my traffic is direct so people are listening to my show and coming directly to my website uh, through um, you know direct traffic just typing in the url directly into uh, the search engine oh not not the search engine the uh, browser but a lot of uh, the biggest second source of traffic for me is uh, google and uh, google cannot be indexing you know all my podcasts other than the rubbishy little show notes that i end up writing so I need to, scri- you know, transcribe these things. And this this service, I think, was an automatic transcription service. 
Hmm. So I'll I get I've heard of Dragon Dictate before. That's a Mac program. But I think that's more about editing and writing with your voice as opposed to the opposite of taking the voice and writing it down. Yeah, I'll I will get the the name of this uh, something scribe. Um, you know, I'll look I'll look for this and let you know. And in fact, if it's good, I'll, I might use the service. Cool, man. Yeah, I think that'd be really good because then you'll get a lot of Google traffic to your website. I mean, you, you know, effectively, you own all that content. You've got all those episodes, and at the moment, it's only uh, privy to the the audience who listen to podcasts. But you know, not the blogging world. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's definitely a lot more interesting to me to work on the Entrepreneur Now website and, and build that network than it was with, say, my other website, uh, you know, ConcreteHelper.com. I don't even touch it. It just sits there. And, I mean, I trickle in two three emails a day off that, and I haven't touched it in months. Um, so I would love to be able to swap the boat on that and get, get some of that coming in. And, you know, I've listened to a lot of the people who are very good at doing this stuff and, everything that they recommend and really I think it's just a matter of time and just creating some actual valuable content to release with with the podcast episodes getting a lot of engagement with the actual interviews and people looking at the show notes uh, just not a lot of people signing up for an email list because I haven't really targeted what they value yet you know what I mean so if you come up with any ideas let me know yes yeah, I, I actually did a I did a kind of a survey between some art students and things like that and it's just the answers of what they would want is so far all over the I mean it's all over the place man and of course people say creatives are pretty crazy so okay uh, I found I can it vouch to that. I found it so I'll, I'll um, send that over to you it's uh, fanscribed.com fanscribed.com and it says a podcast transcripts service uh, where I'm guessing you just um, insert your podcast and out comes your uh your, your um, text <laughs> and then you just put that onto your your uh, show notes page and uh i guess i'll just paste it in and and then there's all that lovely keyword rich uh, content there for google to index you think that they would um be able to get my introductions right <laughs> <laughs> i think i can get a discount when i complain about that yeah, it doesn't even look like there is. Uh, it's in beta at the moment, and it doesn't look like there's a a cost to it. I can't see anywhere where there's pricing. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to a look figure at this. out. Yeah, I mean they've got one. If you go to some of their podcasts, there they've got uh, start transcript or read transcript on some of these episodes, and if you hit read, you know it pops up and it kind of breaks it down by by seconds here it looks like I'm just not sure yeah it does though it's interesting it breaks it down by name by I don't know yeah I'm looking at the the one that's broken down and um, I th that would be really cool if they could figure out if that would actually work correctly you know 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can recognize the two different voices because in that case, it's just literally, you know, big paragraphs of the guest speaking and then us. And we'll sign up and see how see what they've got. Yeah. See how it see how it works. I guess that's a really good tip. There, that, I learned that. Uh, I learned about that recently, and uh, as I say, the uh, the founder blew me out twice. But I'll let him off if he can transcribe all my content for free and uh, have it ninety percent correct. So it correct. was the, he was the founder of Fanscribe. Yeah, no, he is. Uh, he, he apparently is just exhausted from all this um, attention that he's getting about his service. Uh, because you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a huge. It must be a huge demand because for all our, us podcasters, we're putting enormous amounts of content out there, and it's not being indexed by Google because Google are not indexing uh, audio. Audio, yeah. Uh, and so you know, if for example, if someone's searching for how to launch an app, they're not going to find my best episode where I speak to a guy who launched and got into the top of iTunes. So. Anything that kind of gets that content, puts it down in, in a blog format is, and I'm not going to write, you know, a blog. Uh, I've tried it before. It's forget it. It's just too much effort. I'm, I'm a, I'd rather talk than, than write. <laughs> I hate writing. <laughs> I have to confess. <laughs> I hear you. I actually, I actually enjoy it, but it's just hard to come by the time to do it because it does take quite a bit of effort. So uh, I'm on there their resource page, Paul, and you can submit your podcast for free, it looks like. I'm not sure exactly the process of how it works, but it, it is just a beta and, and I guess fill out the registration and see how see how it goes. Yeah. Um, Working about this. Yeah, so it looks good. So I will uh, I'll look into that again. Okay, well, I mean, it's been really valuable. I'm certainly going to sort of look into that King Sumo thing. And... Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Uh, I'm going to check it out. Think about the Git Drip. I'm, I'm going to start working on some website content for the next little bit and then kind of go forward from there, see if I can't start growing this email uh, list and then also focus more on uh, building some actual apps. I've got a good prototype going for my main app and then a fairly simple application. And Have you ever pulled uh, dictionary words or uh, do you have a, a iPhone or a Droid or what? iPhone. All right, well, you know, in the new iOS 8, they'll have the uh, SWAT... I guess it's called swipe back. That might be the Android name for it. But uh, when you type a word and it misspells, you know how the spell checker will pop yes. up another word? Have you ever f fooled in any of your apps with pulling APIs that do stuff like that? No. Um, say like like uh, spelling or maybe even just synonyms or things like that. No. I wonder how difficult it would be to pull from a library. I, I guess there's an API for that, but I uh, wouldn't wouldn't know uh, where to start. I know what you're saying, and uh, there's been a few people that have had top hits on YouTube where they've they've like uh, got an app that uh, will predict the next word, not just the next letter or the correct spelling, but the next word that you need in a sentence. 
and uh, they're really popular at the moment i think yeah i've got an idea similar to that but it's not not that exact thing so right uh, yeah it sounds like you're going <laughs> you're going into your first big app with a, a pretty complex uh, i don't think it'll project. be that complex I actually, there's a there's some guys that are at that school I go to who have some very successful apps in the store, and I think that they can be a huge help to me. They're always willing to answer questions, and I've showed them some of the apps that I thought maybe would be pretty difficult, and they're like, oh, yeah, that wouldn't be too hard to make. Um, it, so. You know, most of the episodes where I've interviewed a founder, co-founder, they've met their co-founder at these schools, and... Uh, so, so when you're, you know, there learning about this stuff, you, you're probably probably going to be potentially meeting someone that you could co-found a company with. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, stuff I've got going now, man, it's kind of hectic. When I try to get some screenshots from a graphic designer and things like that, and it's like, God, the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Uh, well, keep in there and. Uh, if you need anything, you know, just uh, tweet me over and uh, just uh, yeah, man, take it easy, do something crazy. Don't make your wife mad, though. You know, <laughs> she's she's in London today, so uh, got the house to myself, which is great. Um, oh, pretty soon you better watch out. I'll be coming over there to Europe and going uh, yeah. on. Yeah, I'm going to show something. you um, my view. I know you probably. I'll try not to um, wrench you out of my cord. Uh, there we are. That's the English countryside. Can you see? Yeah. That? Look at that bush fence. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And um, where do you live? You live in a house there? Yeah, I live. Uh, I used to live in London in a one-bedroom flat, and uh, for the same price, I'm living now uh, outside of London. It's about a hundred miles north, and. Uh, the same price as a one-bed flat. I'm, I've got a three-bed house. So, nice. Yeah, it's, and beauty. Yeah. The beauty of uh, working on the internet. You know, you just you don't have to live in a very inexpensive city. Yeah, I live in a very inexpensive city as well. Uh, the state of Kentucky is not the most expensive real estate in the United States. So. <laughs> I've got a I've got a four-bedroom and it's cheap, man. Yeah. Probably You'd probably uh, shit yourself if you found out how cheap it is to get a four-bedroom house here. So, but how's your broadband? Because uh, honestly, my broadband has gone down like this. Well, effectively, it's screwed up this last couple of weeks. And I usually I usually use my phone as a hotspot, and I've been getting twenty meg down and five meg up, and then it's gone completely belly up. And I've been forced to use the BT landline. Uh, broadband which has been just uh, so rubbish so luckily we've got a local business come into the um, neighborhood that has fiber optic and is beaming out all of the broadband using um, I guess radio or some some kind of transmission system and I, I got the guy coming over later this week to put a, our transmitter on our roof and uh, I'm likely to get something like 30 to 50 megabyte down and up um, from huh. this system and I'm thinking, how easy would it be up to set up a, an internet provider company? Because that's where the money is. You know, we're all obsessed with data. And I feel yet, like it's so controlled with, with like, you know, hands that are being tied and stuff. Or otherwise, there'd be them all over the place. But 
I'm just surprised, like, for example, you don't, you know, you've got like all these large companies, um, Comcast and Time Warner, who are looking to merge and uh, are really strangling the, uh, the market. And yet all you need to do is get like a big fiber optic cable and do a, your own transmission. Yeah, I'm, just waiting, I'm just waiting for Google. Fiber yeah, Google Fiber, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Too much longer, man. So then we can all take our pants off and do a little dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to get to uh, South Korea, apparently. That's, they, they did that years and years ago. Uh, that's why they're the richest, uh, one of the richest economies in the world. Keith, it's been ever so nice talking to you, mate. I'll, uh, I'll uh, hang up, put this on online and uh, stay in touch and and is Wednesdays better for you or Tuesdays what Wednesdays are fine as long as I'm not you know it's just always last minute for me so yeah yeah Tuesdays Tuesdays are fine too it's it, actually it's yeah Tuesdays is probably better Paul just leave it at that that's what we initially decided on so yeah I've changed them all so I'll change them back so you'll see a load of stuff coming through on uh, that's just changing all those dates back uh, to Tuesday yeah, make sure, yeah, I would go with Tuesday. Because, I mean, I do a lot of heavy drinking on Monday night, so I could just drink through the night. You could. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what we need to do. Uh, this is what we need to uh, have a drink uh, on one of these, yeah? We'll have a bottle we of whiskey. We need to do it every, every all right, here, here's what's going to happen. So every Tuesday morning at 6 o'clock a.m., I'll open up the scotch. And, uh, you know, since you're around lunchtime, it won't be a problem for you. You can go take your little afternoon nap after you drink it. But then I'll just go on with my work day and I'll just continue <laughs> to drink that bottle. Yeah, your 200-mile drive as well. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I'll make, I actually have a uh, – I got to go teach a school all day today. It's only 30 minutes away, so that'll be, that'll be uh, a, a nice, easy day. Yeah, yeah. And then my interviews are back in today. So I got two interviews tonight, and they start back up again. I, I took a break there for two weeks to yeah. try to get my shit together. So Yeah, no, I don't blame you. And uh, we, as, as I said, as some come through from me. Uh, I know that, that how, how to quit your job guy is going to be really interesting. Uh, I've got an interview with him as well, uh, Jeff Steinman. Yeah, he, he, he scheduled in, and I got in a little bit of trouble because I hadn't blocked off that day. And, and Lindsay, uh, I'm supposed to be going down to Lindsay's dad rented this lake house it's labor day weekend here and so i told her i had an interview that day and she she put me in the doghouse. can you not take your gear with you i don't think there's internet down there man it's the middle of the mountains <laughs> right okay oh no so, yeah yeah well, well i mean you could always recant reschedule it you know it's uh, some things are more important than interviews well i was thinking about trying to drive somewhere um to find a place that has service where I can use it, even if I had to use a hotspot, but that's quite a bit of data to transfer. So we'll see. I'll figure it out. Yeah, but honestly, give it a go because I've done this before. I was on holiday uh, with my family, and um, you know, I had Mike McCallivitz, the uh, New York Times best-selling author, and I just did not want to cancel him. So uh, I ended up doing the podcast in the car uh, with just a, U a USB mic. And uh, you just, you know, if you're putting out a lot of content, you, you know, the audience has to expect that one or two are going to be lower quality because of your time schedule. So how, how did you exactly record that in your car? I just took my MacBook Pro and um, 
the USB uh, was a, a Logitech uh, headset and uh, closed the car and it felt fairly quiet and uh, just uh, Skyped him and it was um, uh, via my phone. And it, uh, you can go and listen to it, 100, episode 105, I think. So you just hooked up to a hotspot and opened your Skype? Uh, no, I drove. mean, my phone allows me to tether. So on my personal hotspot, yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, I mean, look, the, the quality, because I did this again with a guy called George Adams, who's uh, the founder of Viziaps. And uh, I, it does feel like a lot weaker, the uh, you know, the audio. But I'm like, oh, it's only, you know, one episode in every 20 or 30 this happens. And uh I just don't want to, you know, commit myself. I mean, the whole idea of living this life is to be free. And then if I'm tying myself to yeah. my microphone, you know, which I can't take with me because it's too big. And also it doesn't get powered by the laptop. You need some external power, it seems. that. Uh, anyway, so I, I I suggest go enjoy yourself, have a holiday and uh, then speak to this guy via a hotspot or something. Do they do, I mean, do you get charged for data? out there like we do here as far no, as your cell you guys phone goes are, you guys are messed up over there we uh i pay uh the equivalent of about 22 dollars a month and i get unlimited data on my phone what so, yeah man that's and i get 4g uh, well 4g you know much... some locations and 3g but i mean it's no obviously not very good at the moment it's just gone down the my local mast but uh yeah, normally it's it's been great. I have to pay a hundred and I have to pay a hundred and forty dollars a month, and I get six gigs of data. That's uh, it. That is bad. Yeah, I mean, I can do one if I did one show with my hotspot hooked up. It would take, you know, almost thirty percent of that. So, and they're starting they're starting to do this with the internet as well. They're starting some of these companies like Comcast. They're beta testing actually limiting people's data so yeah. luckily right now that's not a case for me but if it ever were you know i'd have to move somewhere where it wasn't yeah well uh, one one thing to bear in mind is that uh, yeah you guys do have a monopoly and uh, unfortunately it's not particularly uh, good for the end user and especially you know, given all these uh, entrepreneurs that are coming out of america it just seems crazy that you're paying so much for uh, and it's so restricted yeah, that is it. Twenty twenty two dollars per month. They are. There's my and it's a rolling monthly contract, and um, it's as much as I want to use unlimited data. Uh, and so, I think I'll probably get through about a hundred gig <laughs> on my phone. So, uh, well, Paul, this is the land of the free over here. <laughs> I tell you, you're free when you're born, and then it's the American government's uh, job to take those freedoms away from you. Oh, it's getting worse and worse every year too, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Well, listen, I, I better let you go and uh, get to your training. Your All right, man. Well, have a good one. Yeah, have Do fun. Crazy. Thanks for all the Thanks tips. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. You, man. Bye-bye.